0: Hey, everybody. Welcome back to the Clear to Clothes podcast. My name is Carson Jones with Team Honey at Realty One Group Goldmark. And today I am here with a special guest. This is Colton Hill with 360 Home Inspections here in St. George and all of Southern Utah. Uh, Welcome, Colton. Thanks for coming by. Thanks for having me. Appreciate it. Of course. So today we just want to kind of give our viewers and listeners a little bit of a... Uh, of an idea of exactly why to get home inspections what goes into it um, what are the do's and don'ts of home inspections and so uh, Colton is somebody that I've used a lot in the past uh, for most of my buyers home inspections and I recommend Colton a lot and so I I thought Colton would be a perfect guy to kind of come give you guys a little bit more knowledge on on, uh, why you should get a home inspection and then What's what's the reason? What's the reason to even worry about uh, a home <laughs> inspection? Some people might feel like, oh, there's no reason to even get it. I can look at it myself. Uh, and then all of a sudden, two years down the line, they realize, wow, there's there's a lot wrong with this place that maybe I should have known about beforehand. So, yeah.
1: Yeah, absolutely. So
0: tell us a little bit about kind of what you do and what you've seen in the past of uh, of people who maybe decide not to get a home inspection and then realize later on that they probably should be.
1: Yeah, so we will go through the house top to bottom, inside and out. Um, and, and what's good with that is just with the tools, the experience, and the different things that we have, um, we can look, you know, from the roof down, attic, foundation, all those types of things. Um, there's a lot of things when you go through and look at a house when you're purchasing, you're looking at, you know, layouts and different things like that that are going to work for for what you have planned for your family. Yeah, um, we're going in looking at something completely different. We're going to try to look at the guts of the home. Um, and, and and the workings of the home and make sure that systems are running you know give ages of, of systems and things like okay. that um, and, and what we found is when we do those inspections I mean the three to four hundred dollars for an average inspection is, is a pretty small fee um, compared to a lot of things that we can find um, and, and game planning for you know we, what do we want to fix what do we want to get repaired now what can we kind of you know put down the line and, and, and plan for um, and then and then also just kind of knowing, you know, age of furnaces, water heaters, all that type of stuff that a lot of people otherwise wouldn't understand until it until it breaks or goes bad, um, which is typically going to end up costing more. Um, and a lot of times, if that's unexpected and right. unplanned, it can it can cause some problems and be scary for for people. Um, it's the biggest investment most people are going to make in their life, and so I think it's a small fee to to have another set of eyes that are looking at something a little bit different um, to kind of get.
0: And how, how much do that. home inspections normally cost right now?
1: So right now, we would average between about two seventy five for you know a townhome condo type of situation up to you know three fifty to four hundred. It's just okay. going to based off square footage. Yeah, yeah, um, is what it's going to. be.
0: And you have options if somebody has a swimming pool that they want to have looked at. You can have somebody come over and look at that as well.
1: Yep, absolutely. So so the the base cost that that we usually will quote first is for the home inspection okay. itself with the report. Um, that's going to be the inspection. It's going to also include. Um, Your infrared or thermal imaging, which is going to look for any types of leaks or insulation concerns behind the walls or in the ceiling, stuff like that, that, that again, otherwise you might not be able to see with the naked eye. Um, which is another reason why it's really good to have that inspection
0: that, that's always been kind of one of my biggest things when i get these inspections for for people because they get the images back on the report mm-hmm. of of things that they can't see right? right you can't see it and you get these big infrared cameras that go in there and you can see if there's been water damage or whatever's going on inside the walls there yeah uh, which is a very un- underrated factor which even on a brand new home uh you could find some pretty serious stuff on
1: yeah and that that camera's been been really useful for us and and we actually um when we when i first started we we i've done it about 10 years now um, and we weren't even using those unless it was a an added fee and an added service Mm. and what what i found with it is there's no reason to have that as an added fee that should always it should just be part of it yeah Um, moisture meters infrared camera stuff like that should be part of that basic inspection and then back to what you were asking about the pools and the spas and things like that Um, everything can be a package deal and we can add things on as we go um, so we can have the pool and the spa um, inspected and actually go straight into the same inspection report so it's all one clean report okay um, but the reason why why we like to do that separately is i actually have a different pool company come out and do do the poor spa inspection um the reason why is just they specialize in that every day yeah. that's all they do um so they're gonna you're gonna get the best service the best inspection from them and, 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 and that, that's a
0: good idea because there's a lot of inspectors that don't really know a whole lot about the pool side of things but they'll just do it just so they can make the extra the extra money so i like that you find somebody who's a professional specifically for that to do it for you
1: correct yeah Yeah. so we just want to get the best the best experience and stuff that we can out there to get those things done awesome Um, and then as far as you know we can always do like a radon test you can do uh you know we can do some mold testing microbial stuff is
0: radon a pretty big thing in southern Utah?
1: So we haven't found it a whole lot because um, we have a lot of the slab on grades. We have yeah. a lot of the basement walkouts. Um, we don't really have very many true traditional basements. Um, that's generally where we'll usually get a yeah. higher reading. Yeah. Um, I was getting a lot of them, you know, up through the Wasatch Front and stuff like that. Utah County, Salt Lake County up. Uh, and talk to
0: me a little bit about air. that i mean is it so it's a big cancer concern now if you find high levels of radon it can be yeah and okay. obviously it's
1: going to depend on the person the immune systems and things like that but that's that's what it's looking for it's a gas uh, yeah obviously that, that's found in there and and one thing that can scare people with radon is they get the radon test with the inspection say it comes back high um, it's actually a, a pretty pretty simple and easy fix to put those mitigation systems in right um, and all that's going to do is it's going to create airflow and that's gonna that's gonna keep our radon levels down. Yeah, yeah. So it's it's actually a pretty easy um, repair or or something to plan for if we get one back that's high. It's really
0: but it's invisible, so it's one of those things where you gotta correct. you have tests for it. You can't just assume it's not there.
1: Correct. Yeah. yeah. And there's there's quick kits that you can buy at Home Depot or Lowe's. They're not gonna be near as as detailed as the test that we're gonna go run through. Um, the tests that, that we use personally um has to get recalibrated um every 6 months. Okay. Um so it's it's highly detailed it's going to give an hourly reading and then an average over the 48 hour window. So we typically like to to test that for at least 48 hours and then come back and and pick that monitor up.
0: Yeah, makes sense. So so in St. George, I mean, do you, do you go up to Cedar City as well? Yep. So okay. We'll-
1: right now we're covering just iron county and washington county awesome. um i will go you know different places here and there but that's 95 yeah. percent of what we're doing
0: and, and would you say most of it is is not new construction or you do a little bit of both a
1: little bit of a little bit of everything is what and, we're doing
0: and I get a lot of questions about from people buying like a new construction that was just, I mean, just built in the past, I mean, six months, or maybe it's a brand new that they're just moving into off their builder and people say, Oh, well, I don't need to get an inspection kind of explain to us why even on those new construction homes, it's still very important to get an inspection.
1: Yeah. So I would recommend it on the new, inspe- uh, new constructions for sure. Um, a lot of them are getting built pretty quickly. Um, or their, or their spec homes that are, mm-hmm. you know, the same subcontracts coming through and just kind of building those quick. Um, there's been quite a few things that we have found that we can get repaired before they move in. Um, which, which helps a lot because yeah. once they get moved in, it's usually harder to get them back out to do some of those repairs. Right. Um, some of the stuff we found, um, like insulation has been missing in one when we pop up in the attic. So we obviously, somebody forgot to get the insulation yeah. in. Um, I've seen the dishwasher ran with like cold water or toilets ran with hot water hmm. And so just things that are getting, you know, just plumbed the wrong way, yeah. um, different yeah. stuff like that um, has, has has been some of the stuff that we can usually catch. Okay. Um, and then also a lot of times the like just getting the water heater lit for the first time and getting the furnace. And yeah. sometimes when you first turn that furnace on, for example, you're going to get that smell that kind of comes through. And that starts to scare people. So we, can, just, sure. we mean, can come it, run For sure, I mean, you're
0: wondering. You're like, what's happening? With did they set it up wrong? if if, if the gas isn't yeah. running right. So I know at my house, our new construction, we had our stove was kind of whistling at us mm-hmm. for the first little while and we were trying to figure out what was going on and eventually they came over and realized it was some regulator with the gas uh, coming into the house but it's a scary thing especially when it's a new construction you feel like oh i should be getting a perfect house but that's just not usually the case Correct. there's always going to be something here and there and one thing that i have seen is i have seen a lot of builders who they just have their own inspector that they send over and they call that good. And I, uh, would you still recommend having a a third party come in and check it out rather than just the builders inspector?
1: Absolutely. I would. Um, and, and part of that too, it's not, it's not to to undermine anything with with their inspection process or how they're building the homes, but that third party helps because, because we can explain, you know, for example, for concrete or with drywall, um, Some of that stuff's not going to cure perfectly. You might get some cracks and stuff, you know, come the first few years of the home being built. And so if we can explain that to them as well, that also helps because then they know that it's also from a third party. But the house isn't always going to cure perfectly. No kidding. it, It gives a reality to it, but then it's also a nice detailed thorough inspection that we can make sure that everything's working how it should.
0: So one of the there's two big things in in, in southern Utah that we run into all the time. I mean, number 1 is cracked roof tiles. Mm-hmm. It seems like almost every house has a cracked roof tile or so two on there. Even the new ones. Even the, new the newer ones are having those. Mm-hmm. So what I, I, I see that a lot where people freak out when they see a cracked roof tile. Is that just mean okay we've got water leaking through right away, or what does that usually mean if you see that on the report?
1: Yeah, so your roof tiles, if you have a few that are that are have some cracked or started to slide down a little, I mean that's probably nine out of ten houses, if not more, that yeah. we see that on. Um, they have a membrane that they're actually going to lay down and then put the tile over the top, and the tile helps pro- actually protect some of that membrane as well. Okay. Um, so your tile is not the only thing that's that's bulletproof and waterproof in that house. Um, but we still want to make sure that we're going back and getting those checked. And it should honestly be checked every couple of years. Yeah. Um, because you're going to get a few, I mean, even when I hang my Christmas lights up, I'll find a couple on my house here and there. Right. Right. And it, it just happens. And, and the tile roofs, they're, they're really nice. Cause they're going to last a lot longer than your shingles or your asphalt yeah. glass roof. Yeah. Um, but they are known to, to slide into crack. Yeah. And so it's just kind of a normal maintenance thing. Not too hard to
0: replace these things.
1: Not hard at all. Um, some people you'll have them, they'll just slide them back in and get them sealed. Yeah. And then some people will actually just you know slide those out and, and replace them with a new one. Um, some pe- sometimes you get discolorization. Yeah, the
0: colors can be a little bit off, but mm-hmm. yeah. And
1: it's if if you're selling a house and you have the tile roof and you have an extra stack of of tiles, it's, right? It's best just to leave them there, obviously, so we can yeah use of course them to get replaced
0: very cool so uh, and then the other one is is the concrete Mm -hmm. because i I know a lot of contractors here in town they'll say in this area there's two different types of concrete there's concrete that's cracked and concrete that just hasn't cracked yet and what have you seen in terms of driveways sidewalks uh, even foundation uh, concrete here in st george i mean is it something that's just constantly you're seeing cracks and then how how can you really tell a difference between a serious crack and something that's just cosmetic essentially
1: yeah so It hasn't been a a, a real big thing as far as seeing many cracks that were you know serious or concern real real concerning Um, a lot of times if you see um, like the elevations changing like a like it's like trip hazard basically we know that you know we've got some more movement than we should right Um, if we're not seeing enough expansion joints being cut then you're going to get a lot of cracking through that area as well Um, and then A lot of the other things that we'll see with the concrete is um your condensate drain lines from the ac and furnace units okay where that kind of discharges out onto like a sidewalk or a driveway it'll start to spall yeah yeah kind of of just look like it's eroding away a little bit Um, so those are a few things to keep an eye on there Um, or downspouts that aren't extended as well can kind of cause that 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 spalling as well okay um but a few things to just keep an eye on but a lot of it's if if we're getting the the level change and stuff like that or we're getting you know Half inch, inch gaps, and, and that's the thing.
0: I like mean, that. I see. I, I can't tell you how many times I've I've brought in some home buyers over to a house, and they just see a little hairline crack going through part of the driveway sidewalk, mm-hmm. and right away they point that out. And say, "Oh, this is this is crack," and they have foundation issues. I said, "Well, maybe not. I mean, a lot of the time, it's it's gonna crack. Mm-hmm. You could have this replaced, and it'll probably still crack. Right? Um, but uh, that's that's kind of a common misconception." Is between is the difference and I've seen it as well when you do have a gap and it could be a tripping hazard and then you know okay maybe this is a little bit more significant than just a I mean just the concrete uh, settling a little bit so um, settling do you see big settling issues here in st. George still or or is that usually still within the first couple of years it's
1: yeah it hasn't been uh, hasn't been very often um, usually your your new homes for example or any home for that matter they're usually that settling is gonna occur the first three to four years yeah um, your slabs, your driveways, your sidewalks, those are all poured separate from the foundation, obviously. So they're going to be two two separate yeah. things, the way they settle. Um, and then even just on stucco or drywall, um, you're going to get some of those the first few years of the home being built as well. And so you can patch them as you see them pop up, or you can kind of wait to see, let the home kind of you know settle in and, right. and then and then repair things as we go there. Another thing that um, we'll kind of see cracking in that I get a lot of questions on is across the garages. So you'll mm. get a. Cr- a Crack across the whole ceiling. Um, I have seen that in almost all the houses. If they don't cut the little expansion joint across there, hmm. and the expansion joint basically just acts the same way that the concrete one would, but on the on yeah. the ceiling in the garage.
0: And can can that be dangerous in a way? If they,
1: yeah. So it can it can definitely get dangerous in a way. If, I mean, the wider that those get, obviously anything that gets wide as far as our yeah. cracking, we're gonna we're gonna have some big concerns with. But a lot of times, nine out of ten, it's gonna be just hairline crack across there. But right, goes all the way across and sometimes that can bring up concerns. for,
0: for it, sure people, i mean so. especially the the longer that crack gets the more especially what i see is you get the 22 year old girl who her and her boyfriend are going out to buy their first house and dad is the home inspector mm-hmm. dad is always the home inspector always he goes there, in yeah. and and those <laughs> tiny little things those are the things that are going to freak him out and to say no we're not buying this house because yeah because baby and c but um that's actually one of the things i really like about how you've always done your home inspections is you you don't just say, this is bad. This is horrible. You can't buy the house now and just completely freak out the buyers, but you, you tell them how it is. You, you give them a a chart of this is something that you're going to need to watch out for and maybe do some maintenance in the future. This is something that probably should be looked at here pretty soon. And then this is something that needs to be fixed right away. And is that something that you've always found helpful in terms of just giving people a little bit more of a breakdown of exactly how bad the issue might be?
1: It is, and and so I've kind of broken everything down by like a safety issue first. Obviously, that needs to get done now, right? And then you know, age, normal, normal maintenance or replaced is coming up. Mm. So that would be, for example, your safety would be a red item. Our orange items would be, you know, the furnace and AC are, for example, might be working, but it might be from 1995, and so we know that, you know, it might not last a whole lot longer. It could go five more years. It could go five more weeks. Yeah. Um, and then a lot of the a lot of the the stuff on that report. 70%, 80% of it a lot of the times is, is what I put as a blue item. And basically, it's like, you know, if you have a hairline crack in the garage or, or things like that. It's things you want to keep an eye on. You can kind of, you know, touch up paint here or there or, you know, hardware on a door. Right, right. Um, that's going to be the bulk of the reports. Um, and we'll still have all that in my reports, but we're not going to try to, you know bring a whole big laundry list and scare them when they get to the walkthrough. And you usually have a breakdown at the end as well, right? Yeah. Yeah, And
0: and you've, most of the time you'll usually meet with them for what, 15, 20 minutes at, when you're done with your inspection, you'll meet with the buyers or their agent as well.
1: Yeah. So usually about the last 30 minutes. So I like to get through the whole house, uh, get everything done and get it out of the way. And that way I'm prepared for when they get there as well. Um, So So you're saying you don't like it when the buyer is just following you around the whole time? They get a better inspection if we can have time to to get through that whole thing and just kind of do our normal checklist. Because I I try to do every inspection with the same routine. And the reason why we do that is so that we can make sure everything's the same way and we're not just wandering in this room. And, you know, it just it just makes it better. Um, And that way, when they get there, they already have a bunch of questions going on. We can kind of slow down. We can walk back through the house in the same way that I did the inspection. And we can show them where shutoffs are. We can go Mm -hmm. room by room and bring up, you know, the bigger items. And it just kind of puts their mind a little bit more at ease and kind of has a good flow to it. And that way when they get their report, um, I'll send the report later that day. Okay. Um, And they pretty, I mean, they already know the big items on there. Um, And I I mentioned to them, you know, we're not going to cover... Every single item at the walkthrough, but we're going to hit all the main stuff, and we're going to answer all the questions that you have mm-hmm. every time. So,
0: and and that's that's the biggest thing is, I mean, there's there's always going to be questions, and certain people have bigger concerns than others. Sometimes they may may have had a house they lived in 10 years ago that had a very specific problem. right? And they're very, they have a lot of questions about that very specific thing. Mm -hmm. And so that's a nice thing is that going to that last 30 minutes, you can actually go and ask specific questions if you need. But uh, I I found the same thing. I've done a couple inspections where the buyers, they want to be there. Sometimes even the sellers, they want to be right there for Mm -hmm. it. And I I really have always thought it's like, okay, let's let the inspector get this done that way any questions we have he can walk us through the house and show you exactly what's gonna uh, what you're gonna need to do and what's just things that you might need to know for the future as you own the home
1: yeah yeah and and if they want to come the whole time they're always more than welcome but we just found that's been a little bit smoother right? yeah I kind i of do it that way and yeah and the other thing with that too is with that walkthrough portion is a lot of times when the when the clients get there like you said if if they've had an issue with the previous home or something big that that they've experienced I usually try to ask them what their specific questions are up front mm. cuz if I don't and I'm showing them around everywhere and they're just kind of waiting to bring that up and right. it's kind of just in the back of their mind and they're not really getting everything else so if we can kind of get I can find out what those what those concerns are we can address those first right and then right. they can still focus on you know everything else also So how, helped.
0: how far out are you on, on on inspections usually is it something that hey I need an inspection next week or are you a few weeks out normally or does it just depend on the time of year
1: it depends on the time of year um typically i'm i'm only about three business days out okay three even yeah Um, i usually i I need about two hours at, at the house on average um and then the half hour walkthrough as well and then the report stuff i can i can get back home and write so i can do two to three inspections i usually will do two per day Um, but usually about two to three business days out and reports always sent same day.
0: So you send the reports out the exact same day as the inspection?
1: Always the same day, yep.
0: And and see, that's another really good thing because I mean, I've seen at times where say somebody does an inspection on a Friday or Saturday and then you don't get the report until Monday. Mm -hmm. Uh, With you, it's always been, if you have an inspection at 4 p.m., you're still going to get that inspection report that same, that same evening, which is, which is great because that means you're going home and you're still working. Yeah, uh, I, I know it, it, it'd be really easy for you to just go do your inspections and pile them up. And then you probably have eight hours of busy work at home to do so that you can get yeah. your, uh, get the reports done. But I, I do, I've, I have always liked that about working with you is that I know I'm going to get it quick.
1: Yeah. And, and what's helped me with that is I've hand built the template yeah so everything that i've seen in the past i now already have a note in there so now i just can match it mm. take the picture and then i can make little adjustments to it to, right to reword it for that specific one but a lot of the meat of the report's already in there and then well in I st george stuff, there's
0: not a whole lot of differences in most of these a lot of these right. houses here in town i mean of course sometimes you get a humongous house that's completely customized mm-hmm. but I mean, you look at like Ents Builders, Salisbury, Sullivan, a lot of those houses are similar. They're they're very similar. Yeah. So interesting. Well, uh, so of course, if you guys are, are currently getting ready to buy a house or maybe if, you, uh, uh, if you're already under contract and have been thinking about getting an inspection and thinking maybe I don't need an inspection, I would highly recommend calling Colton. His number is at the bottom of the screen is 435-375-8257 with 360 home inspections. And, uh, you said you've been doing this about 10 years.
1: Yep. I started in February of 2013. So, okay. and I actually, I just barely hit 3,900 inspections. 3,900
0: inspections.
1: Yep, so i going strong. <laughs>
0: That's a lot of home inspections. How many a day are you usually averaging?
1: Um, two is about the average okay um, sometimes I'll, I'll do three just depending yeah. on the size and the age and stuff like that
0: does it also depend on time of year just with daylight um it does absolutely. can you do a lot of the stuff at dark
1: no i don't like to do anything at dark okay um, as far as at the house i mean i'll do computer work and stuff obviously but i don't i don't like to have any limited visibility or anything yeah. like that. it just the more we can help ourselves we should
0: <laughs> so here's a, here's a funny question that I, I get a lot when people move to St. George. And I feel like you're going to know more about this than anybody else. Mm-hmm. So, and feel free to be as honest as you possibly can on this. But I get a lot of people who they come here and they're terrified of the snakes and spiders. Uh-huh. And I tell them, say, hey, I've played how many, probably thousands of rounds of golf out here and seen pretty, I, I mean, literally no rattlesnakes whatsoever on the golf courses, which is where they're going to live. Right. Um, I mean, you see a couple little blow snakes or whatever and of course we're going to get some uh some spiders here and there but how bad is it because you're the one who's getting up in the crawl spaces and going uh going up and and in the attics underneath the houses i mean do you ever really see snakes around residential areas or the spiders how bad is it
1: um snakes wise i haven't really seen much okay Um, i've seen like some snake skins maybe once or twice in the crawl space yeah but um nothing that's that's been real
0: usually under the underneath the house correct
1: there was a a kind of a funny story going back. So I did one um, over in Hurricane. It was in like an H-way area manufactured home. And I got underneath. Uh, I do the crawl space at the very end after we can run the water and everything. So I crawl underneath there and I'm crawling back through. And uh, there was a, a pet boa constrictor that had got out from one of the neighbors and had been gone for like two weeks. And, and it was he was just living under curled there. Curled up in the crawl space. <laughs> And the neighbor yeah. was across the street, not the neighbor that owned it, but was a Was she out there one. calling
0: for her boa constrictor, yelling <laughs> its name?
1: <laughs> well, I, I'm trying to get out of that crawl space as quick as I could because it scared me so bad. <laughs> no kidding. And she looks over and she's like wondering what in the world is going on. <laughs> I finally told her. And that's when she told me that, you know, oh, the neighbor's looking for that but that was was my snake experience, but it was from a So did a neighbor go
0: down underneath and get it? I guess so. I
1: I was out of there. You weren't going to go down and grab the (laughs) snake No, I'm not a snake guy, but thank goodness I don't see them very often, so it's not too bad.
0: So my funny snake story here in St. George is I had a lady, and she was very scared of snakes, Uh and she wasn't from here. And um, I remember that while we were at the house looking, because we had seen a few different houses, but while we were at that specific house... I see in the backyard, and it, it was just a um, like a gopher snake type thing. Uh-huh. But I'm I'm sitting in the living room, the windows are facing this backyard, and the backyard goes up this hill, and I see a gopher snake. And this is the one lady who I've never seen so scared of snakes, and she's not looking right; she's turning the other way, and I'm looking pretty much talking face to face to her and behind her is this window and i see this gopher snake plain as day just go straight up the up the side of the hill it's like oh no <laughs> please don't turn around Please don't turn please don't around! Turn around. around. Yeah. she didn't end up buying that house uh and it was it wasn't because of the snake but I, I never told her there's a snake behind right, you right. because i knew that could have been bad but uh <laughs> but that was my one snake experience is like the one person who was that scared of them of course it had to be right there it was the one time i saw i said oh no this lady's gonna <laughs> don't, don't turn around don't yeah, don't she won't it. even move here now so <laughs> uh but yeah i mean that's it's kind of a funny fear i mean i i know a lot of people if they move to florida everybody's worried oh they have alligators and they especially might have snakes right. there uh that get in but but st george i mean it's so developed now that I mean, unless you're really out in the far borders and I've even seen up in like new harmony area, mm-hmm. I see a lot more snakes up there, even though it's a lot cooler climate. Yeah, I do too. It, it's, it's much more of the, uh, uh, everything's a little bit more spread out, kind of more farmland type, mm-hmm. type stuff. And so that's a little bit more where you're going to get it, even though it's heat here, it's a little bit hotter. Right. Uh, and, and a little bit more of that desert feel when it's this developed, it's, I mean, they're going to, they're going to spread out. They're going to mm-hmm. go yeah, away don't, from they all don't these want
1: to really be around it as, yeah as much as we don't want them around <laughs> yeah
0: yeah that's you know? funny that that is I, I mean i've always been much more afraid of spiders and snakes but i've always thinking sometimes i see you guys going into the crawl spaces like i, I wouldn't go in there but that's why we hire you as yep. you, you guys take care of all that so
1: yeah and it's it's important to have someone that will go down underneath there and again yeah. it's that's why you don't want to bypass inspections on yep. that because um you want to check all the plumbing, you want to check the drains. I mean, there's a lot of stuff you'll find under there that the seller doesn't even know about right. cause nobody goes down there. Um, or there could be, you know, wiring that's loose that, you know, could, could be of concern for electrical hazard and stuff. So, yeah. um, and that's, that's also why I, back to kind of that routine of how we do it. Whenever I know that the house has the crawl space, I just go down there at the end and we just want to make sure we can run everything we can. Right. Um, and that way after I've already checked the bathrooms, I've already checked the kitchen. I know that none of the sinks or anything are leaking so I can actually leave those on while I go underneath. Yeah. And yeah. that way, it helps a lot because you you can see the drips a lot easier. You can see if there's anything going on. You're gonna you're gonna see it while you're under there.
0: So when I lived in the Bay Area for a few years, termites were a very big deal. Mm-hmm. Uh, a lot more moisture out there, and you would see these houses covered in the big colorful tent. Parachute Yep. And, and you're like, what's going on? But it was just they had a termite problem. They had mm-hmm. to do that. So what what is it like in Saint George? Do we uh, is that still an issue that that could arise, or people should not worry about it in, in Southern Utah? No,
1: it it definitely can can be around and I've seen and found some that, that have, um, and, and a lot of the times, for example, like there's, there's usually some telltale signs we can kind of see if there's, you know, moisture or wood that's in contact with the dirt mm. outside siding, stuff like that. Um, all that stuff's going to be more conducive to maybe having, having the potential to have those. Okay. Um, I have a couple little probes and things, and we do look for signs of the termites um, as we do the inspections, obviously. Can, can you
0: see them at all?
1: Not very often. Okay. And a lot of times, those, those pest control companies, they've got you know more tools. They've got more yeah. more specialty items for that. Um, and a lot of times, I'll have clients that will just have someone come out and just do a separate uh, yeah. pest inspection to look at okay. termites. Um, and they're usually only there 20, 30 minutes. But they, like I said, they, we can just get more detailed. right? Um, and if that's something that clients want on top of what I look for, um, that's another thing that we can add and we can take care of. So it can still be like a one-stop shop. They don't have to call, you know, call so-and-so for yeah. the sewer scope and so-and-so for the pool inspection and so-and-so for the, for the termites and stuff. We can and take so care of it all.
0: If you, if you open up a kitchen cabinet and you just see, okay, this place is infested with some type of, mm-hmm. uh, uh, insect or whatever it's going to be, will you right away, you'll just do your own report right there. Or will you also recommend, Hey, I would also have a pest. The inspector, come over and check this out as well.
1: Yeah, that's a good question. So, so I'm going to note that in there in the report for them. And then when they get to the walkthrough, we'll obviously look at it. And yeah. Decide, and, and, and I will recommend having a pest control company come out. Right. Because they're going to have to have that treated anyway. Yeah. So, yeah. so, they can come out and they can, you know, get that taken care of. Um, and for example, like with the termite, sometimes you can see like the tracks on the wall, um, or just little, little subtle things, or kind of just almost looks like dust, like debris, kind of along baseboards and stuff. So there's a few things you can still see. And then if you start pushing kind of on those areas, sometimes it's a little soft or, and
0: does moisture have anything to do with it? Have you seen? It absolutely can. Yeah. Okay.
1: Yep. And, and so whenever we have that, um, any type of inkling there, a lot of times that wall is going to end up needing to get cut anyway. Mm. Um, so it's just because we can't see everything. We know that there's area of concern there. Right. And we're going to want to, to, to cut into that.
0: Interesting. Well, thanks so much for coming on the show. Absolutely. Anything else inspection wise that you wanted to mention or kind of recommend to people when they're thinking maybe I should get a home inspection or maybe I shouldn't?
1: Um, I think one thing that would really help um, and it would help the sellers more more than anything in the whole transaction um, is making sure things are getting serviced. Um, you know, furnaces and water heaters, mm-hmm. all that stuff is, is obviously big items for, for home buyers. Um and A lot of times, if you can have service records of those, it's going to put, put their mind at ease a lot. Right. And get rid of a lot of things that otherwise could be problematic and, you know, cause bumps in the road uh, for the transaction itself. Um, so just making sure things are serviced, um, making sure things are accessible for the inspector to get to. Um, You know, attic access, crawl space stuff like that. A lot of times, that stuff's blocked or like uh, the electrical panel's covered or blocked. I can't get to it. Uh, We can't move personal items, um, so it just makes it a lot easier for everyone. So we don't have to reschedule. Yeah, come back and look at the attic or the electrical panel. Um, so just kind of keeping up on all that type of stuff so everything can go smoothly.
0: Have you had sellers who specifically don't want you to go into certain areas of a house?
1: I have. Yeah, it's not very often. Okay. There's been a couple of times and then we just have to note that and let the, just say, hey, let there, the buyer know. There and, and could
0: be something that isn't getting disclosed here because they won't let you see it. Yep. And, yeah. and
1: again, it's their home. So our hands you know, are tied. Right. And, and, right. and I, we're only going to evaluate and touch and, and, and work with the components of the home. Yeah. So we're not going to be... Moving stuff, having it potentially break or you know get damaged or go missing or something like that—it's just not worth it. And yeah. so with our insurance and everything, yeah, we just don't—we just can't can't do it. And so, um, if that happens, obviously we do reschedule, go back. We don't charge the buyer any extra because it's not their fault either, right? Um, but just getting things cleared up before just helps the whole whole process. Yeah, absolutely. So.
0: Well, wonderful. Again, you guys can call Colton at 435-375-8257. His number is at the bottom of the screen. And he uh, he is with 360 Home Inspections. You're the owner of 360 Home Inspections as yep. well, right?
1: Yep, correct. We're just a family company. So my wife and I just, just run it and keep awesome. things going. And, and going.
0: do you have other inspectors within the company yet? Or I right don't, now you're no, doing and, everything.
1: And I'm not sure that I want to. I kind Good. of want to keep it smaller. I want to keep it... Personal with, with yeah. the clients and realtors and stuff that I've had the chance to work with,
0: and see, I like that because you know it. You know who's doing the inspection, right? I, I've seen a lot of times where it's a company and they have six, seven different home inspectors, and you know, okay. Two of them are really good, but the others are just, you don't know what you're going to get. Yeah. With you, it's like, hey, you're going to get Colton. Colton your guy. He's your guy. And so you could book straight through him. Do you book just straight over the phone or do they go to their website?
1: Um, so there's, we can do it multiple ways. So you could just call, call or text, that's a cell phone number. So either one works there. You can also email me. Um, uh, I do have the website as well. Um, it's 360inspectutah.com Okay, you can actually book online as well. So. Even if you have to get something scheduled on a Saturday or Sunday, and I'm not able to get back to you right away, yeah, you can actually go straight to the website and you can just put the information in, and we can we can plug it right in.
0: Awesome. So. Well, and that's I, I love that you can do it quickly. I mean, I, know, I love that you can uh, book on a Monday, and you're probably going to be in there definitely before the end of the week, if not even by Wednesday or Thursday you'll be you'll be in there and getting things done so that's very cool I'll put all of his information in the in the uh, description below whether you're watching this on YouTube or Spotify Apple wherever you're at Uh, leave us a comment of what questions you might have for Colton and if you have other questions we'll make sure to get Colton on there and uh, have him reach out to you as well so that he can answer any specific questions because I know a lot of times you're going to get you're going to get people who maybe have had a really bad experience in the past and you know sometimes you might get an inspection and you feel like that inspector was just trying to get it done get it out of there quick um, it's okay to get that second opinion um, and sometimes even more than that so feel free even if you're just concerned about a couple things call colton have him uh, come over and, and and check out whatever you need to have checked out um, and i i wouldn't tell you to just get a home inspection only when you're buying a house i mean if you've lived in there for 10 15 years i mean I would say, how often would you recommend getting an inspection if you're living in your home?
1: Um, probably about that. About every say, ten to fifteen yeah. years,
0: and just just to see what's going on.
1: Right, because there's a lot of stuff that you're just never going to look at. You just yeah, you, know, you live in what you live in. You're not looking at the other components and
0: well, and look at it this way. I mean, that's a that's not a very big expense right. to have a home inspection compared to what could happen. I mean, that home inspector might just find something out that say, hey, this if we don't get this fixed, right? Uh, you you could easily be, I mean six, $7,000 or more in the hole real quick. But because we, we got this fixed, it's only going to be a $300 repair for you. Yeah.
1: And so. like age wise as well. One thing that I'd recommend having done is the homes that are, you know, 20, 25 years old or more, mm. um, or if they have, you know, big trees and stuff in the front yard, Getting the sewer scope done as well, okay? Because um, you don't you don't know it's a problem until it's until it, it's a big problem. A so. tree
0: root suddenly intrudes onto the yeah, and it yeah. Causes
1: that separation or blockage of that drain line, and so, so that you're
0: seeing happen. that especially on the older homes. I
1: am, yeah, and yeah. and I mean that can add up really really quickly. Um, so that's something that we will usually try to discuss. You're going to have to
0: destroy that. the yard to just get in there and fix it. Correct. Yeah. Yep. Interesting. So
1: that's that's one thing I would do. Um, another thing we've done quite a bit of recently is. Um, with the new constructions, even though they haven't got the inspection up front, um, I'm getting a lot of phone calls around that, like the 10 month mark after they live there okay. before the warranty goes out Yeah. to come, you know, just make sure everything's still going as it should, or and kind of getting that third party report as well. Yeah. Um, so if there's anything they can try to get covered before that, that warranty's out, sometimes that can help with that as well.
0: Well, very cool. Thanks so much for joining us, Colton. I, we, we've always been talking. We got the appraiser in here a few weeks ago and we, we said, we need a home inspector. And I knew you were you were the guy I use. I've been working a lot more on listings, but I know with Team Honey, we've been using uh, Colton for most of our stuff whenever uh, whenever it's needed. And honestly, anytime you're buying a house, and sometimes even before you even sell your home, it's good to have that home inspection. I, I even feel for a lot of sellers, get that home inspection first and just put that within the documents of, of your listing. That way people can see, hey, these people are actually disclosing everything right off the at the at the start. Now, if you're buying a home that already has that home inspection, you can still get a home inspection for yourself, but um just because you're not a buyer if you're a seller, it might still be good to have that home inspection ready. Also, so you can note on there say okay, this uh we had three broken roof tiles here's a note. We've already fixed these for you now. And people can see, wow, these people have already gone through and done everything they needed to do on this home inspection uh, to get it done. So, so give Colton a call, get on his website. Um, All his information is in the uh, description below. Uh, But thanks so much for watching and we will see you guys next time. Thanks, Colton.
1: Thank you. Appreciate it.